Thanks for joining me today. I'm so excited that you can join my podcast. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, which was all about Melinda, which touched on my background and talked about why I am the person that I am today with trials and tribulations of growing up with my mom addicted to drugs and my dad being absent in my life in those years that are really important to a teenager. You know, I really touched on all of those things and becoming pregnant and in high school as well. So if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you check it out and um, really listen to it, get inspiration from it and discover why I am the person that I am today. So this podcast, I wanted to talk about reinventing yourself. And I chose that because you have to be in a position to adapt to your surroundings You know, based upon the economy and the way things are always constantly changing, you have to be able to adjust your strategy, your goals in life, and what it is you inspire to be. So reinventing yourself. How can we reinvent ourselves? My answer to that is because um, the experience that I felt going to college um, was very uh, challenging for me because I was at one point the only African-American black woman in a lot of my classes in my bachelor's degree program. And I think that set precedent for me challenging myself to succeed because we were taught growing up, you know, like we're always behind other ethnicities. We're behind them educationally financially in life, uh, all the challenges that we faced growing up in a single parent household. So I went in this thinking, I need to make sure that I do my best and exceed expectations in college. So when I started and I entered these classrooms and I was the only minority in the class. So that was rather shocking to me, but also inviting because I knew that I had to prove to myself, nobody else, that I can could be on the same level as these other individuals in my classes. But what I soon discovered was that a lot of those people were in college because their parents wanted them to go to college. Not because it's necessarily something that they wanted to do. And I think that that made me look at things differently in college because a lot of those students were coming to class asking me, hey, did you complete your homework? Can I see it? That was shocking to me because we were always taught that, you know, our educate public school system was, you know, not the best and we weren't presented with the same opportunities as wealthy or other ethnicities were provided. So when... I experienced that, it let me know that I needed to put myself in a position to be that honor roll student, to be on the dean's list. And I achieved all that going to, it was a Catholic university here in Chicago, St. Xavier University. They provide an excellent education. I do feel like I learned a lot. Uh, I can apply a lot of this to the business that I have today, being an entrepreneur, to help me be more organized to make sure that all of my legal documents were done uh, correctly, submitted to protect my business. So that 
reinvented myself in college made me realize that education is important, but you also have to have a backup plan. And the backup plan for me was always to be self-sufficient. And I talked about becoming that entrepreneurial when I was 14, you know, just learning how to do and style hair. So all through college, I was able to still work um, in a salon and do hair. And I was able to cover a lot of my expenses. I bought my first car when I was 19 and I paid for it myself. I didn't have a co-signer. I paid for that car. It was a 99 Ford Escort. And I had to realize that I could actually purchase it on my own. I didn't need a co-signer because I was told, you can't do that on your own. You're only 19, but I had excellent credit. Excellent credit. That goes a long way. So discovering that at an early age, I was able to realize that you have to make sure you pay your bills on time. Make sure that you take care of all of your business you know, don't let things linger. So uh, that that college experience opened my eyes to a whole different part of the world because I realized that I wasn't second class. I can be first as long as I apply myself correctly and not allow the fears and um, emotions that were instilled into me early on that you're inferior. I knew I was never inferior, but to see it firsthand let me know that I had to reinvent my thought process to put myself in a position to become successful. So just graduating, I took so much pride in that because at that point, no one on my mom's side had graduated from college, let alone with a bachelor's degree. So when me and my husband both graduated, we were so proud of ourselves because no one in either one of our families had accomplished that. But I knew that that wasn't it. I did not feel completely fulfilled. So after getting out, graduating with a bachelor's degree in business management, I knew that I felt like something just wasn't complete. So I decided to go to school and get my master's degree. That was interesting for me because I just was so nervous. I didn't think that... It was going to be as easy for me as it was. Because when you hear master's degree, you always think that this is something that most people never accomplish in life. So getting a master's degree was something that I I just, I didn't know what to expect. I just thought it was going to be completely different. It was going to be difficult, challenging. But once I got into those classes and I seen There was so much diversity at the master's degree level. I was completely astonished because I was like, wow, more minority people are actually going to school to further their education because we know that that's how you get more zeros on that paycheck. So for me, I was like, this will be great. I can go to school, get my master's degree, further my education, put myself in a position to possibly teach at a collegiate level because I felt like I had so much to share with the experience of just being a hairstylist, being an entrepreneur, being a young mom, um, marriage and life. I just had so much to share. So starting the master's degree program and entering those classes, you know, 
that really prepared me for entrepreneur spirit because it helped me to put together projects, proposals, uh, pitch, uh, pitches for in class assignments like that prepared me so much for being a business owner. But once I got graduated with my uh, master's degree, I realized that I'm still in the same position I was trying to look for another job because I knew that being a hairstylist was great, but it wasn't setting me up for retirement. So I felt like I needed to have something that was going to prepare me to be successful where I knew that I could have a retirement investment. So once I graduated with my master's, I said, okay, I'm still looking for a job. I need to make sure that I'm planning for retirement. So I researched uh, 401k for uh, self-employed and I discovered Roth IRAs. Well, people that are familiar with those, it's a retirement plan. You can put in a certain amount of money a year and you gain interest on it. And it sits there into retirement age. So initially I was looking at just like the regular brick and mortar banks. But this research that I conducted helped me to discover online Roth IRA accounts. Those garnered more interest a better interest rate than the regular brick and mortar. So at that particular time, not only did I discover Roth IRA, I discovered savings accounts as well that were online that gave a enormous difference from regular brick and mortar banks versus online banks. So of course I opened an online savings account. So I had a Roth IRA and online savings. So Every time I would make money, I would deposit money into these accounts. And I was like, okay, this is great. Being self-employed, I'm saving for my retirement. I'm planning for my future. But in the midst of all of that, I knew that being a hairstylist, I can only make money if I'm behind that chair. I needed to be in a position where I knew that I could make money even if I wasn't in the salon styling hair. So I had already started doing events and birthday parties and things like that for my friends and family. So my husband was like, well, you're, you're doing that. People are paying you. Why not turn that into your business? So this is where the introduction of events by M. Heron comes into play. I was so excited because I can literally walk into a room with nothing on it, bare walls, bare walls empty room, no chairs, just blank, blank canvas. And... I could envision how I know that event will, will look, how it will look. I can crunch numbers in my head as far as the budget and how much it's going to cost and how many, uh, the number of people that can sit and fit into a room. So I knew event planning was going to be, you know, a great uh, opportunity for me. So I started my business. So, you know, I did all the proper paperwork. I got an EIN number filed for my LLC. I put all the proper legal documents into place. I set up my website. I did a lot of these things to start my business on my own. I did weddings. I did spa spa retreats. I did pop-up events. That was the learning curve for me of being an entrepreneur. Because it wasn't as simple as standing behind a chair. You know, you're getting customers walking in. This, you know, this was right on the cusp of when social media started. 
So I could literally post pictures from events that I was doing and I would get clients from posting those pictures and referrals. Referrals are so important in that business because if you provide an excellent experience for a customer, they're going to refer you to someone else. So I had even structured it where I had um, a referral incentive. So for people that wanted to um, plan an event with me, hey, if you refer somebody else, you know, I'll give you a referral incentive of $200, whether it's in the form of gift card or you can apply it to another service if you wanted to book me for something else. So let's talk about reinventing ourselves. So this is... At this point, I am the person with bachelor's degree, master's degree. I have experience in being a cosmetologist. Now I'm reinventing myself to event planning. I knew that this was a great way for me to schedule things how I wanted them to be. Most event planning jobs were on the weekend or in the evening. I had a couple that was during the week or during the daytime, but those were more like corporate events. But that is what really laid the foundation for my entrepreneurship because I was, you know, bringing in money. I had to balance books. I had to plan. I had to uh, do event negotiations with vendors and scout locations, um, contracts, proposals, budgeting for clients and customers. That, you know, really set the tone for me to be able to effectively manage whatever it was to come after that. I really enjoyed event planning, but I felt like that it wasn't putting me in a position for something that can build wealth or let alone be able to pass that on to my children. So, of course, me and my husband sat down and we brainstormed. What can we do to put us in a position where we can have something to pass on to our children? So me, like any other uh, young, ambitious woman really trying to think of things we tried several things before we got to our business which is now 103 collection so we decided to start a company called 103 collection which is now our current company this was challenging and rewarding at the same time because initially my husband wanted to he loved cigars at the time So he wanted to do a cigar-based business. Me personally, I don't smoke cigars. You know, that was not something that I wanted to do. But we were like, this is something that he was very knowledgeable about. You know, you, you can't start a business with things that you don't know. And if you don't know, you need to educate yourself before you start putting things in place. He knew about cigars. We had traveled to the Dominican Republic. We had a chance to sit down and ask a you know, a, a guy that worked for a cigar company there. We, we asked him so many questions about, you know, how do you prepare it? How is it stored? How long would it feel uh, be fresh in um, a humidor? So we started with that. I wasn't really into that because that wasn't something that I enjoyed. So for all you uh, entrepreneurs or budding Uh, business owners that really want to start something, make sure it's something that you love. Because of course, after a couple of months of that, we weren't into it. So we decided that we weren't going to do that. So we said, let's take on a problem. Let's take on a problem 
and discover how we can solve that problem. So we knew we wanted to keep that name. And let me give you a little history behind the name. 103 Collection stems from the fact that me and my husband grew up in a neighborhood on the south side of Chicago called the Roseland area. Well, it's also referred to as the Wild Hundreds. And at one point, we both lived on the main street, 103rd, at the same time in life, but we didn't know each other. We lived less than a mile from each other, had never met each other until we became 19. So during those teenage years, we lived less than a mile from each other. So we felt like that was a common bond that we shared before we even crossed paths. So we felt like that was divine intervention. And that is why we call our company 103 Collection. So I suffer from sensitive skin. My husband has eczema. So we discovered early on that this was a problem that affected a lot of people and a lot of couples because they're buying these products. One person is sensitive, has sensitive skin. The other person may have another skin issue. So how do we solve both of their problems? This is when we discovered that we needed to research the ingredients that were in products that we were using. It was causing a lot of these issues. So after we discovered that it came from parabens, uh, preservatives that were in products to keep the shelf life uh, fresh, where you know your product can be on the shelf for three years. Once we discovered that, we said, okay, let's start ordering some of these ingredients and mixing things ourselves and using them on us to see if they really work. Well, after a week of using our own products, we noticed a difference. So we were like, okay, light bulb moment. What can we do? now to like really help other people that are suffering from these issues. So this is when we decided to make this our company 103 collection. A lot of people ask us, okay, we got the name, we get that story. We love the the message behind that 103 collection. Well, what made you decide on your products and ingredients being plant-based vegan products? Well, after we researched all those ingredients and mixed those at home and discovered that this is what was causing a lot of our issues, we discovered that plant-based eliminated a lot of those ingredients. Vegan eliminated a lot of those toxic ingredients. Well, that is what really encouraged us to be a plant-based product brand because we want to provide people with a conscious lifestyle brand. And we wanted it to be something that both men and women can use. So once we put the products together that we know we would use every day, which would be a facial scrub, a shaving jelly for women, um, shaving products for men, beer care products for men, all these products are things that you know you would use every day, a shampoo and a conditioner. So once we discovered that that's what we wanted to do, you know, we had to structure it where everything was legally protected. So me being, having that foundation and being that buddy entrepreneur, knowing that, you know, in the beginning, when you start a business, you don't have a lot of money. So you have to put yourself in a position where you know you have to spend some money, but you have to be budget conscious as well. So I decided to 
apply for my EIN number, I knew how to do that because I had the business before. I knew how to set up a website and do all these things. So I decided to, you know, apply for the LLC. Um, Also, get our trademark. Now, what a lot of people don't know is applying for a trademark can be easy for some, difficult for many. So I went to the trademark site and I read, I did my research and I was like, okay, maybe I can do this myself and not hire a lawyer and have to pay a lawyer. So after reading all of the information on their website, I said, I think I can do this. So I submitted all the documentation. And after about three to four weeks, our trademark was approved. That is what encouraged me to realize that there are a lot of things that I can do on my own if you just do the research. So I would say for anybody that wants to do any legal documentation for their business, do the research first. Put yourself in a position where, you know, you know what you're doing. You know the repercussions if things are not done correctly. And you're providing yourself an opportunity to cut out a lot of expenses that you really can't afford in the beginning. Because I wanted to put that 200 and I think it was $225 or $250 to something else. So one thing that I knew that I could not do was build my own website. So I decided to pay someone. I think we paid like $400 to get our website designed, which was pretty reasonable, you know, because it's a lot of work that goes into designing a website. We just had to provide like the images. So that's another expense. You know, we had to have a photographer take professional images because you want them to look professional on your website. So after getting all those things set up, we launched. Great experience. Everybody was so excited. They were purchasing products from us. They were so happy that the products were plant-based. So we have a lot of customers that have diabetes or different skin issues, and they love the fact that they can use it. It it does not trigger allergies or affect the the people that have sensitive skin. So we knew we were on to something. So once we got live with the website, we started doing expos and pop-up shops. Those experiences really uh, opened the doors for us to meet other people, to network and negotiate a lot of more opportunities for um, our brand. So we're rocking and rolling. And 103 Collection has been in business since 2015. This year marks four years for us. And one thing I can say is this is what I was meant to do. So after reinventing myself from having several degrees, being a cosmetologist, event planning, and now to my own product-based business. I can honestly say that I've reinvented myself so many times, but I know that this is my passion because when I wake up in the morning, no matter how difficult my day was before, I pray about it. I ask God to lead me and strengthen me, and I go on about my day, and I work so hard to continue to build our 103 Collection brand. For people that are interested in becoming an entrepreneur, know that you have to be mindful of there are going to be days that you don't make any money. They're gonna You're going to have highs and lows. You're going to be days that you're going to, you know, things are not going to work out as expected. You're going to take 
uh, shortfalls. You're going to be in a position where you're going to have to pick yourself up and say, okay, I need to figure out another way to make this happen. There are going to be times that deers are going to fall through. Um, You're going to have people that are going to say negative things about your brand, but you have to be strong to know that out of those 10 people that may say something, you'll have thousands of people that'll love you and your brand and what you represent and what you stand for. And they'll see all the hard work that you put into your brand and what you're doing to, you know, grow and expand and get that reach and connect with your customers. So one thing I would say is, you know, with the success also comes difficult roads ahead. So, you know, just position yourself to be prepared, you know, definitely ask God to lead you with any decision that you make, because, you know, a lot of times we get excited about opportunities, but maybe that it wasn't the right time. Maybe that's why it didn't work out. Or maybe it wasn't meant for you to work with these individuals or this company or, you know, put yourself in in a position to partner with someone. You know, we have to accept those. Sometimes we don't get it. We don't understand it. But one thing that I know is after reinventing myself several times, I feel complete with this 103 collection company and this brand. This is something that's true and dear to my heart because I've suffered from sensitive skin my whole life. And to be able to share these experiences with so many different people, you know, it really opens uh, the door to connect with your customers. This is what they want. They want you to share your experiences and your story so they can feel like, okay, I get it. I understand why she developed this brand, why she's opening up and sharing her story with so many people. So uh, I just want to encourage you that if you are in a position to start your own business, do your research. Make sure that it's something that you love doing, where you know you can wake up and and work for 10 hours straight on your business. And, you know, you can work overtime, where you can work hand in hand with your employees to get the job done. You know, I think that's very important. And I also want to say that A lot of businesses don't make it to this point. They don't make it to four years. Some people fold after a year, two years, three years. Some people fold after 10 years, you know, and this is why I say it, that the title of this podcast is to reinvent yourself. I have a business plan and I have goals every year, but I have to continuously reinvent myself and I'm changing my goals as I move along because if you're not willing to accept change, You'll fold like a lot of these companies that have been around for years. Look how many brick and mortar stores, malls are losing their anchor stores because they are put in a position where they have to adjust to change. And either they didn't do it or they were slow to adjust. So if you're not willing to reinvent yourself as the economy is changing, social media is changing, you have to put yourself in a position to change. You have to do it also to affect your financial bottom line. You don't want to be in a position where it's very expensive and you're not going to reap the benefits of it. You know, a lot of people are moving more toward online. Think about that. Some of the most successful companies right now, they don't own any inventory. Airbnb, Uber, you know, these companies, Amazon, they don't own the inventory. They may move the inventory like Amazon, but they don't own it. 
So we have to be able to reinvent ourselves. Nobody thought that, you know, having packages delivered to your door was going to be the, the, the end thing in 2019, but it is. We can literally order something and have it delivered the same day. Who doesn't love that? So, you know, the message on this podcast is for you to be able to reinvent yourself. You have to be able to adjust to uh, further your goals in life. So just remember, continue to reinvent yourself. I have so much to share with you guys. I'm so excited about what's to come. And I want to say that um, if you don't have somebody that you can share your experiences with, you know, just to talk to and um, you may have a new idea, you know, find someone that you can share that with. Find a mentor or somebody that, you know, you can sit down and discuss your ideas and goals as you reinvent yourself and see if they make sense. Because a lot of times we get excited about these ideas and you may need to tweak it a little bit. You may need to put yourself in a position where you can be open to adjusting your strategies. So I definitely leave you with that token. And until next time, I'm so excited you guys join my podcast. Make sure you keep listening, share with others. And uh, until next time, you guys have a great day.